Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. We have a very controversial topic today to damp or not to damp. We're going to full on throw down and I have Mark Boone and Chris Edwards here. Please uh, say hello and introduce what side of the argument you are going to be taking today. So are you here to keep it civil, kind of mediate? I'm the the mediator. (laughs) So Chris, what side will you be representing today? I am the no damp side. And I want to point out to people that are just listening, they're not watching the video, um, that I'm wearing a polo. So my opinion will be a little bit more official than, uh, than someone who says in a, just a crew neck top. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we've already gotten some uh, trash talk started. We started that in the office before. <laughs> um, Booney? Well, by default, yeah. obviously, I'm on the uh, pro side of the decision tree in terms of uh, wearing a dampener. wearing a dampener. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I feel like Chris has an unfair advantage because his wife is a lawyer and actually knows how these things go. Um, fun fact, I do have a pre-law degree, but, uh, I'm, I'm not well-versed in this. However, you know what that means, right? It just means I'm really good at losing arguments. (laughs) (laughs) That, that I believe. (laughs) Here's a practice. Um, I'm going to do my best to mediate this uh, little debate and give both sides um, a chance to state their argument and then uh, rebuttal the arguments. Um, I have to also admit that I'm a little biased because I am on team no damp. So um, I'm going to, I should flip a coin, but I'm going to let Mark Boone take the start of this conversation. Give us your affirmative statement on why players should be using a dampener. All right. Well, in the end, just to kind of keep it friendly. And I know you said that from the start, let's keep it friendly. Um, I think you should try it both ways. We all know who loves to say, try it out. That's some of the best advice I've gotten out of here. And all this time, you guys let me clock in every day. Try it out both ways. There is a difference. Uh, I have been on both sides of it. I've kind of flip-flopped. I've fallen off the train, got back on the wagon, so to speak. And I prefer having a dampener in there, maybe not the worm dampener, because that seems to sponge up almost all of the feel. I like a little feedback, uh, but I like the the more dampened sound, especially if I'm playing with a multi with a dampener. Um, with a poly, not as much of a major thing, but it's a placebo effect. I'm used to having it in there and I feel like I'm missing something if I don't. So I've just admitted that it's a psychological thing for myself. Okay. And we're done. <laughs> okay. Chris, I know you've also dabbled pro and con, but currently you are no dampener. We do not need anything dampening the ball on our string bed. Give me your arguments. Um, so I used to use a uh, dampener and like Booney and I talked about it. You know, I started out with a rubber band tied in the knot because I was an Agassi fan. Uh, I also followed his hairstyles pretty much exactly <laughs> <laughs> through my life. Um, and uh, when I started at Tennis Warehouse and I started playtesting, I really wanted to field a racket. And I heard a racket one time from someone who wasn't using a dampener handed it to me. And I was like, you know what, I, am, I feel like I'm feeling more of the ball interacting with the string bed. Um, so whether I'm string play testing or racket play testing, I just felt I wanted to get that just pure 
unadulterated feel of the racket as it is with no damp. And so that was basically the only reason why I stopped using a dampener. I actually like the sound, you know, that gives you a bit more of a thwack than a ping when you've got a string dampener in there. Um, so I like the the sound, you know, more of a, a pong pong than a ping ping. That's an internal T-dub joke um, kind of guy. And so, yeah, I can, I get why, you know, someone like Booney loves using a damp and it does feel good with a damper in, I think, especially for using a poly. But um, for me, just play testing, I want to get that 100% feel of what is going on. So I stopped using dampeners. And now that I don't use them, you know, I don't miss them at all. And actually when I do get a racket and it's got a dampener in, I take it out immediately just because it does, there's a different feel. And so I'm so used to the feel without that, uh, that now I stick without. I can back you up on that. Anytime we trade rackets, I get the dampener with it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he hands me the racket, I hand him the dampener back. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were discussing too, our playtesting crew is pretty divided also. So I wouldn't say there's like one trend one way or the other, because I know Booney, you're pro. Troy also uses one. I think we said that Andrew uses one and Kristen uses one and Sage uses one. And then on the con side, Chris does not use one. Britt does not use one. Tiff does not use one. Jay does not use one. And I do not use one. So did I skip it? I, Europe's a whole nother story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about them, but we're like literally split down the middle. And then do they use one on clay and not indoors? I mean, who knows? You know, there you go. we're just playing hardcore. So it's easier for us to make that decision. Yeah. So what advice can you guys give if someone has never tried a dampener? Where should they start? What dampener should they try out first? And maybe you guys can also, because you've mentioned like Booney, you mentioned the worm dampeners too dampened. Uh, maybe you can mention some of the different types of dampeners and what to look for when you're shopping. And like, it sounds so silly. It's a small piece of plastic, but there are preferences and some people like, like the Sampras stamp and some people like the Yonex stamp. So Booney, you want to explain a little bit the differences? From what I recall, there is like some kind of official legality as to where you can position the dampener. It's got to be under that last cross. It can only be touching so many. So uh, trying to stay within the bounds of what's a, for official play. Uh, I like the dampener that touches two mains and one cross. That way I am getting some feedback and maybe I'm getting the best of both worlds. But we have those Shockbuster, the Gamma Shockbuster worms. And then there's the Shockbuster 2. So when you're stretching that length across so many mains, you're definitely sponging up more of the vibration. If that's something you want to do, no embellishment, that is going to happen. Shockbuster 2 just kind of doubles up on that warm worm thing. And at that point, I would say you're actually adding weight to your racket. So keep it on the swing weight. Static weight is going to pick up a little bit. You're going to add some power to your swing. Um, that would be kind of a poor excuse as to why I like to use a dampener. But every little bit of weight in the hoop is adding, you know, a little bit of power uh, and stabilization to your swing. So that would be kind of a secondary thing for the dampeners. Okay. And then Chris, maybe you can talk a little bit. You referenced the rubber band and how that would work and what some other damps to check out would be. Yes. Yeah, so if you get a, um, you want a rubber band with a little bit thickness to it. Um, and then are you just basically going to tie it around the base of the two center main strings and it's only going to touch those main strings. Um, and I just do a basic double knot with it. Um, and I think that offers probably the least amount of dampening. So you do still get a lot of feel on the string bed with the, with the rubber band in there. Um, the next step up from that would be like an O-damp 
um, like the Pete Sampras O dampener type damp, uh, bubble up, make one as well. I'm aware of. I think those ones and those are the kind that uh, Booney kind of gravitates more towards that dampener where he said, you know, it's just touching the the two center mains and the bottom cross. And then um, anything beyond that, you're just going to be increasing that level of dampening. And it's, you're basically just changing the feel and the sound. You know, you're not improving the comfort. I haven't read anything where there's any proof of it. Improving the comfort of the racket. Um, I think that's coming more from reducing the shock uh, of impact. So adding weight would be the way to improve the comfort of your racket that way. Um, and also using a really nice flexible frame. Um, but you are going to change the feel. Um, and obviously the bigger the damp and the, the more impact it's going to have on that feel. Nice. Yeah. That was one of the things I was going to say, have you ever found that the damp could improve comfort, but not necessarily? I can say it decreases it, but, uh, there has been some weird dampeners over there. You guys remember that bobble out whistler. It was like a sonic one to yeah. try and coax you into swinging faster. It would kind of tell you, you know, that you're swinging fast enough to make it whistle. And then I think, um, besides you and I being such fans of, uh, Agassi, um, back around that time, some of the first that I see were non-rubber band dampeners was that gamma red eye. So it was like that ball bearing suspended in like a viscous fluid or whatever and sponge up vibra- uh, vibration. And that one actually was kind of heavy. Uh, that was probably the, one of the first non-rubber uh, band dampeners uh, that I used. And I still, it's like, does Agassi have any idea how many arguments and debates he's caused just by <laughs> tying that rubber band in there? And it's almost like a niche industry now, so. Well, and that's kind of the, I mean, like I'm bringing a different side to it, but I always thought the idea of dampeners were fun and like, it's a fun way to accessorize your, your racket. And that sounds silly, but like even some of the players out there, um, like those emoji damps, they kind of like pick the emoji that like matches their personality. So I've seen like some really playful ones. I think we've seen like a wine and a beer, like one and just They're also like kind of just cute and fun. And like when you're out there competing, sometimes you just need a reminder to just chill out and it's just tennis. So (laughs) um, what's some of the weirdest dampeners you have seen? I remember one that really caught fire that was really popular was when the SpongeBob dampener came out. Um, Wilson were doing that one. I don't think they do that one anymore, but they did a SpongeBob collab and that thing blew up. Um, And then I think the flag ones are really cool too it's cool to see those out and i know that um uh the heart one that wilson does is, is pretty popular too the glitter heart it yeah, wasn't uh Corich really particular towards a certain heart dampener and we ended up helping him out it was it had to be silver and not red or vice versa but yeah uh, some people are pretty particular and then there was a, a player up in canada she was just in love with the spongebob square pants like she didn't want any other dampener she was like collecting them so yeah these things are pretty popular um, I like fortune cookies and, uh, I've got a dampener that, you know, this is probably advice that's come from Chris. It, it just literally says on the dampener, calm down. So when I'm looking at my stream bed in between a point, it's like, yeah, remember it's tennis, you know, calm down a little bit, breathe, something like that. So there's some, uh, good little notation on there just to kind of help you settle in between points. Uh, that would, that would be pretty secondary or tertiary, but yeah, they're great branding. You can put your school name on it anything to kind of identify or personalize, accessorize your racket. So I'm an accessorized guy. I like them. Does the color of your dampener have to match the color of your overgrip? Oh, that's a good question. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel like that's another debate to use an overgrip or not. Um, I know Britt also has mentioned being able to debate the grip size. So that might be coming up soon too. Cause I think there's some debate amongst the play testers on that also. Um, you guys have kind of referenced, you might be more likely to use a dampener with the po- full poly um, string bed. Can you kind of explain why? and what the difference of using a damp on a full poly string bed and then what you can ex- expect to experience using it with like a full multi-filament string bed. Go ahead, Booney. You're the, you're the damp guy. <laughs> <laughs> the damp guy. So this is the subjective thing. Uh, I, I think I, I heard Chris mention that he prefers it with a poly and I don't like the ting of a multi. So I'm probably... Uh, more inclined if I have something like a multi-filament in a racket, I'll want to take the team down to a thud and the dampener does that. The poly already kind of gives me that sound. Uh, so it's not as much of an issue, but again, I just kind of cling uh, to it for that reason. So I, I guess that proves that it's a subjective thing. Um, you know, he, Chris is going to prefer it more on one string bed and I'll prefer it more on another. It's a pitch. I, I don't think that I really play off of sound very much until you either put a dampener in or take it out. And then I realize, oh, I am playing off audibility a little bit because it, it throws me off a little bit. I think also, um, I mean, we hit a lot of rackets. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Even like every trip to the court, we're hitting multiple rackets. And some rackets do make odd sounds when you put a certain string in them. Like you play a racket with a poly, you don't even notice it, you know, because it just plays fine. And then you put, try it with a multi or a sin gut or something in and suddenly it's got like a ping or a buzz to it and which can be a little um annoying and so i you know that's where i, I could see definitely <clears throat> putting um a dampener and i've had that with both instances i've had it with like a a racket that you really shouldn't have a poly in like, like a power racket sometimes they can get a bit buzzy when you put a poly in them and then um conversely sometimes some players rackets can get really buzzy with certain multi-filaments so yeah, I think if it's a sound thing that's really bugging you, you can have fun with we just talked about with a with a fun dampener and and, and cure that. Um, on the flip side, are there any strings that you feel like require a dampener? There's one obvious or not obvious, but there's one string that comes to mind that I know the play testers have noted makes um, an interesting sound uh, impact. You're, you're talking about natural gut. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one string you don't need a dampener with. I totally agree with the frame thing. There's some buzzy noise and the dampener helps with that. I, I didn't even think of that. That's, uh, that's definitely one of the reasons. It's almost like a mysterious thing. You can't tell where that sound's coming from. But you have a feeling it has something to do with that frame design and the string matched with it. It just does it. And then I'm thinking something like Boonie, we tested, um, what was it? Y-Tex, X. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the cross, the, <laughs> the thank you. Ashaway, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Ashaway, yes, yes, yes. Um, and that has um, a sound, an interesting sound. Did you find that the dampener could help with that sound at impact, or was that just so much um, part of the strings DNA? A couple times we switched rackets, and I played with your setup in your sixteen nineteen RF. I felt like the spread of the strings uh, didn't make it sound as dampened. But when I was playing into that 18 main 95 head, it felt really dampened and plush. It, it felt quite a bit different depending on the string pattern. To, to me, anyways, I did use a dampener with that one as well. 
And then you just brought up string patterns. What is the difference uh, when <laughs> experiencing a tight string pattern with a dampener and an open string pattern with a dampener? When you're using an 1820, they can be really hard to get in. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Harder to come out on missives though, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. I think one of the most memorable dampeners that never made it onto our site would be one of five fingers. I'll give you four guesses and one don't count. Uh, but yeah, it was a little bit of a uh, finger up dampener. It was a pretty interesting one that uh, came through here. Oh, that's funny. I think it's funny too, because I think we all have like a collection of damps on our desk, even if we don't use them, just basically <laughs> like giving our personality in a dampener. So maybe that's a fun question. If you were a dampener, what would you be? I don't know. I have like wine and sushi and an RF on my, on my desk. <laughs> so about once, you know, I, I hit with Spenny the Blade still, and I know, if, you know, if you're fans of our reviews, you might miss him, but he's been appearing in some of the take videos we've been doing um, recently on the footwear side of things. And um, he is a dampener user. And I don't think I've had a hit with him ever where his dampener doesn't fly out at some point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say too, like, well, I know Spenny, like he can frame a ball and it's like a winner. <laughs> he, yeah. He's got it down to a T. That's his specialty. <laughs> Booney, do you ever have a moment where you're like, okay, this damp isn't staying in? Is it me? Is it the strings? Is it the racket? Is it the string pattern? In, in terms of it flying out and bouncing mm -hmm. around like a football on the court? Yeah. Uh, the unique turn of dampeners are there to stay. Uh, the O dampeners, I think they're called the maybe the cosmic ones from uh, Bobolot. They're kind of similar. They're O's. They stay in there really well. Uh, there are some other dampeners that don't stay in nearly as well, and you'll end up uh, in the middle of a point hearing something different on the next shot, and you then you'll realize that your dampeners bounce around the court. And Yeah, that's pretty typical with Spencer. Uh, <laughs> football shape like dampener just bouncing hopping all over the court well and that's another argument for like anti-dampener situations is like how many times have you completely lost one it's like flown off the court or you can it's never to be recovered again i mean you can it's on your opponent's side and then it's super awkward like hey can i grab my damp i don't know that's awkward I mean, this this is going back a few years um but that's why Booney and i don't braid our hair and put the beads in <laughs> the, the bead incident um you know you don't want beads rolling around on the court either. So yeah, Chris gets really mad at me if I have to stop and pick him up. Then it's taking time. He's cooling off, you know, and I'm there just scrambling, picking up my string savers and my beads from my hair. He's, he's just trying to get me out of the zone, you know. <laughs> oh goodness! Then I'm going to take a medical timeout. <laughs> oh boy, it's so uh, yeah, it's so mental. It's like yeah, part of the mental game. Um, I was hoping this debate would have gotten a little more spicy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but um, also, you both are very polite and <laughs> proper. So um, I guess I guess that's where we'll leave it. Um, is there anything else that we didn't talk about dampeners? The littlest piece of plastic that can make a big or rubber uh, can make um, a world of difference. And it's a highly debated topic. I would say, um, you know, if, especially if you're shopping for a new string or um, demoing rackets, as Booney mentioned um, at the beginning, try it with and without a dampener just to see <clears throat> that you will notice a difference in sound, a difference in feel. Um, and then, you know, when you change rackets, sometimes that can be the, the time to be like, well, am I going to stick with a dampener or not? Um, so 
And if you've been using one for a few years, try hitting, you know, for a week without just to see if, you know, if the dampener is still for you. I'll agree with part of that. I'll say definitely try it out. And in trying out the dampener, uh, you're probably going to realize that Chris is on the incorrect side of the debate. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's- we're, now we're getting there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. No, I was also going to say, um, I can't remember what racket it was and I wish I did, but there was a couple weeks ago where I was struggling a lot with a hitting session and I threw a dampener in just to kind of change the whole, literally to change the vibe. And, uh, it kind of took me out of the headspace where I was just so frustrated that I couldn't make a ball or I wasn't feeling the ball and, um, wasn't hitting correctly. And it kind of took me out of the mental headspace. So it, for me, it was a great experience where I could put it in, it slightly changed my experience. And then I could stop thinking about the negative stuff, but I definitely didn't convert to a dampener person. So there's also ways to like, kind of try it out. If it works great. If not, that's cool too. All right. <laughs> one know. more dig. There's hope for you yet, Michelle. There's hope for you yet. Oh, <laughs> no, no. We might be past that. <laughs> I always just say, you know, if you look into quit, the dampener game cold turkey like I did. You probably listen to someone like me who was there, who was on the dampener train and got off and has never looked back. Well, there you go. Decide for yourself. <laughs> Decide for yourself. I'm actually super curious to hear what our listeners have to say. Give us your arguments, pro, con, damp situation. Um, I also have a ton of giveaways. So I would love to get some of our extra swag out of the office. So if you do respond, I will put you in a drawing to win some tennis gear. If you live in the United States, let us know, are you pro damp, anti-damp? Why do you love your dampener? What's the dampener that you identify best with? (laughs) What dampener represents you as a person? Maybe we'll get a social post and encourage you guys to share the damp that you most identify with. I always just think like Christian has the little like kind of geeky, dorky emotion, emoticon damp. So it, it is a fun way to like express your express yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. So let us know. And that's it. I, that's all we got. So thanks for listening to Happy Hitting, whether you are or you aren't using a dampener. And the debate goes on. <laughs> and the debate will continue. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.